something. Yeah, you kind of backed off a little bit. Uh, welcome to the show. Listen, today we got a special show for you. Not only do you have myself, Mark Edwards, and Officer Jonathan Tolentino, but you have the Chief of Police, Little Rock Chief of Police, Heath Helton. Can, yeah. we, can we say the first name? You yeah, know? yeah, you can say the first name. Okay. Yeah. Normally, see, when we're at work, we have to say Chief. <laughs> we can't call you by the first name. But today, we'll be able to do that. How you doing, man? Doing good, good. So I briefly kind of wanted uh, people to be able to meet you and uh, know who you are, your message, and, and, and things of that nature. So if you can, go ahead and tell people who you are so they know who you are. Yeah, as uh, <laughs> as you said, uh, my, my name is Heath Helton. I'm uh, born and raised here in Arkansas from Little Rock. Uh, my entire life here uh, in our great city, uh, you know, from southwest Little Rock is where I spent the majority of my life uh, in Southwest, uh, went to junior high at uh, Southwest, and then later found my way over at uh, J.E. Fair, home of the War mm-hmm. Eagles, mm-hmm. class of 91. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you Robinson senators back in the day, you know, I understand. Tino, what's wrong with 91? Is that a is that is that a bad year? Uh, no, I, I wasn't born until ninety three. So you probably wasn't even uh, born. <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, I was class of eighty nine. Oh, that's even worse, man. Yeah. No, <laughs> but uh, you know, after I graduated high school, went to the military, uh, came back home from the military, went to ULR for a little bit. Uh, didn't uh, actually had a desire to go to med school. That was my dream. Me too. But uh, didn't quite work out the way I wanted right. it to. I got involved in fraternity and. Did a little bit too much partying and had to re reevaluate what I what I which fraternity giving the shout out uh, Pi Kappa Alpha, so Pike yeah doing the Pikes Pike. wrong with that I didn't know you wanted to go to med what's the what was the because I was going to med school but I wanted to be like Doctor Huxtable from the Cosby Show <laughs> that was actually the field of study I was involved with in the military so uh, it was my track uh, got to having too much fun in college and had to reevaluate what I wanted to do with my life and uh, yeah. had I knew I wanted to give back knew I wanted to, to help people and mm-hmm. had that sense to uh, a call to serve and had a friend of mine that was working for North Little Rock Police Department at the time and he was like hey man why don't you be a police officer and I kind of laughed at that at first and thought man no way and uh, <laughs> as I, as it go on had had some friends of the family that were police officers here and and talked to them and said you know why not and went and applied and got hired on in uh, June of ninety six and. Uh, almost 28 years later, here I am uh, as chief. So just just a briefly, so people know that the chief doesn't just sit down all day and... <laughs> I wish. <do> that. <laughs> like, you got... Your plate is stacked daily. Very much. It's uh, it's, it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. That That is that is different. That yeah. is different. So so just talk about a typical day. So you, you wake up, you got meetings. Crazy. Meetings well. You, I've learned to master the art of power power napping. You don't you don't really get a full eight hour sleep anymore. Uh, the phone rings all the time, and it does. You're, you're but I think that comes with part of the job too. I mean, you're you're uh, doing what you can to network with the community, uh, engage the community, attend a lot of meetings. So there there is some after hours things that that go on that uh, that is part of the commitment of being of being the chief, and so I embrace that well. Uh, but yeah, you, you don't get as much sleep but yeah i get up in the morning i'm usually up by 4 30 every morning uh that's because my dog is is very nice enough to wake me up so he can go outside <laughs> so we do that and then my day starts very early I get my, my my son uh ready for school he's off and then i'm in the office by 7 30 uh, if it's not an early morning meeting somewhere but uh diving off in emails and then starting my day with uh tons of meetings out out at uh you know dealing with community issues and then staff meetings and things of that nature so it, it really never stops so you you've been a, in a so you've been in a policing world what with 20 
Almost uh, 27 and a half years. 27 years. So how has things changed? I mean, because I try to tell people that uh, policing has changed quite a bit from the way things used to be. You know, we had we had some officers retire and in dealing with the media, I have to tell them sometimes, man, they've been in 30 years. Like, do you realize they were pay phones back then? Like those things happen. Oh yeah, I, I can remember a time when we used to have to. We had a thing called dictaphone, where you take a report, you go to a gas station, you get on the phone, and you you'd call in your report. And, really? Yeah. You know, yeah. Was, of course, back in the day, Tino. Tino, you It's changed a lot. Uh, you know, from when you look at technology where it is now to uh, the cross generational groups with baby boomers, Gen X, Ys, and Zs, and whatever other mm. al- alphabet we're on right now. You, you've got a cross generational. Uh, demographic that you're dealing with in, in a, the profession <clears throat> obviously the uh the tragic events that we've seen occur across our country with uh you know uh ferguson george floyd you know there, there's several that you can talk about uh that has changed the landscape mm-hmm. of, of law enforcement some of it self-inflicted some of it driven by whether it's political pressure media things of that like that but uh you know, the profession has to continue to evolve. We right. have to continue to, uh, you know, engage our, our partners and stakeholders in the community, our, uh, you know, the members of the public, and, and look at ourselves and how do we continue to get better. Yeah. How, how does that transition happen? I mean, you, you were just talking about the, the, the way you called in reports back in the day. I mean, when you go from that to, you know, a, a different phase to now we're on social, everything is exclusively almost social media. So. Oh, yeah. I, you know, as a society, if you look at it now, you know, we're we're information starved. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to know right now what's yes. going on. And, you know, for agencies like law enforcement, anybody in public safety, you know, you have to balance that with the needs of, of protecting information, but yet being transparent. Mm-hmm. So it, it has been a change. It's caused us to adjust a lot of things. And we're still continuing to learn because uh, everything's evolving so rapidly. So yeah. I think for us, it's just uh, you're learning how to keep those lines of communication open, learning how to listen to our, our community partners, our, our members of the public, and stay engaged. I mean, that's yeah. the big thing. And not only that, uh, Tino, and you can uh, speak to this. Chief, you can speak to this as well. I mean, the different communities, the different, you, you know, you got the different communities, the Asian community, the, there's the Hispanic community. So there's so many different communities you have to be able to keep up with. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, just... And not just in Little Rock, but really anywhere, you know, the Hispanic community is growing and growing steadily and fast. You know, it's not a matter of, you know, you got your few families here or there. I mean, you know, like, of course, Southwest Little Rock is our mostly uh, populated Hispanic community. But, you know, you have them in, in uh, out West Little Rock, you have them in downtown area. You know, it's it's trying to be able to reach out to all these communities and let them know, you know, not just. And I, and I say that because, you know, most of us stuff that stuff that we do is all in English. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's we try to push stuff out in Spanish as well to reach out to the Hispanic community. But, um, you know, it's it's to be able to let them know that, you know, we're here to help you guys. Like, please, like, re- reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Let us help you, you know, with whatever you guys need. Like, reach out to us. That, that, that's what we're here for, you know. And so on that note, Chief, when you started, like, th- it was just one thing. Now yeah. you have so many meetings that you're going to in the afternoon, community meetings. I'm trying to figure out, you know, in words, how difficult is that? Because, you know, most of us are going home. 
it, it but, is it's a balance yeah. uh you know because I, I too i mean I'm, I'm a husband i'm a father i've got kids and trying trying to balance out your personal life yeah. and, and still take care of the needs so it is a it is a challenge, uh, but I do think it's important uh, in my position that mm-hmm. that I have to be out there in the community. Luckily, my wife is very supportive of what I do, uh, and my 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 kids understand, and and that support is very yeah. important to to making sure you're successful in that. But that engagement piece to me is is critical. Uh, I think uh, because. From a law enforcement standpoint, sitting in this chair that I sit in now, and and been here as long as I have, and and grown up here in this city, uh, it's important that we are listening to the public, that we're listening to every square inch of this city, whether you're in the mm-hmm. south end, the east end, you know, midtown, uh, southwest, over in John Barrow, or out in West Little Rock. Every voice deserves to be heard, and they want to communicate with law enforcement. They want us to hear their concerns, and I think as being the head of the agency, it's important mm-hmm. for me to be out there listening to the concerns and figure out what we can do to uh, to better ourselves. And it's also, I think, my obligation to educate the public as well on some of the things that may be misinformed or they're just not clear on what we're doing. So I have an obligation to do that as well. Well, we talked a little bit about change. We talked about engagement. I mean, those are all things that, that – uh, are happening now. So just in your perspective, what are your expectations? Because, you know, the chief that was here back when we did it in the nineties, when you started, you know, we're doing it totally different. So yeah. how do you move from where we are now to, uh, you know, another, uh, level of things? Well, you know, you can get all kinds of theories and all kinds of things. I, I, I like to keep things very simple. You know, my vision is based on the acronym CPR. I mean, right. when, when we talk about CPR, it's about bringing life back into something, revitalizing something. So my deal is the CPR, and that, the first uh, letter C stands for communication, mm-hmm. learning how to uh, better our communication internally and externally, making sure we're putting the right message out there. good example is this podcast, uh, you know, making sure we're, we're getting – our story, making, letting, allowing the public to be able to hear what our style is, because sometimes, unfortunately, when we have our, our print or, you know, news media that <laughs> you'll do a 30 minute interview and you get about a five second snippet. There you go. So it's important for to make sure we get the whole story out there, uh, our various social media platforms. And then, like I said, getting out and engaged in the community and public events, uh, you know, community meetings and things of that nature. That's, that's important. So that communication piece is critical. Uh, the P is for professionalism. I think that uh, our uh, our members of our community deserve a professional police department. So we have to continue to to demonstrate that we're a professional organization, making sure we're doing best practices and uh, putting all those things together that make us great. Uh, and I do believe Little Rock Police Department is uh, one of the top uh, agencies in our state, and we do a phenomenal job. Uh, men and women t- really do. They d- they do a great effort, even though we're got some staffing challenges, but we're no different than any other agency across right. the country. But w- we really have great men and women that work for our organization. Uh, and then the R piece on that uh, that CPR acronym is to me probably the most important. It's relationships. Yeah. How do we improve our relationships internally? Uh, and then. Equally as important, the external relationships, because I look at it like building a house. I can't build a house if I don't have a solid foundation, and those relationships are the foundation. Uh, so in order for us to be successful, got to have good relationships. Here's an interesting thing that I don't know people know about you, um, but not only just you, uh, state police, colonel, uh, the sheriff. I mean, you guys all came up together. Yes. So, you know, you guys have no problem with reaching out to one another 
for anything that you need. Not at all. That that is a very unique dynamic that in, in my all my time here at the Little Rock Police Department, uh I don't think I've ever seen it like that. Yeah. Uh, literally the all the heads of the agencies within Central Arkansas have come up together. We we have uh very good friendships, relationships. Uh, so if we in are in need of something, mm-hmm. uh there's it's very easy to pick up the phone and they will assist. Can't say it has always been that way. Right. Uh but uh, it, it we got good cooperation and that, and that's important. Not mm-hmm. only with our our state local partners, but with our federal partners as well. Yeah, so so we're talking about state police, you know, LRPD, the sheriff's office, North Little Rock, Sherwood, all you guys yep. are all close. Very and, close. And talk quite often. Yeah, we talk, uh, you know, I talk to Colonel Hager probably uh, weekly. Same thing mm-hmm. with Chief Testing over in North Little Rock. And then, uh, you know, usually with every, sometime at least once, twice a month, it'd be the other agencies around us as well. We talk, uh, we have quarterly meetings that we all right. meet, we come together and we meet. Wow. So, uh, and so that, that's important. I mean, it's, it's huge for us. It's, it's huge for communication. Uh, figuring out how we can collaborate to deal with issues uh, that are plaguing all of our cities. Uh, it could be from, you know, how are we dealing with uh, our unsheltered population? How are we dealing with violent crime? Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of our, our uh, unfortunately, a lot of our individuals, uh, individuals that are committing violent crime sometimes will cross jurisdictional lines and the right. same folks. So it's good for us to have those partnerships and work well to, to try to solve these issues. Yeah, I was going to say on just on from a crime perspective, then and now with with you guys knowing each other, I mean, that that element of talking is is huge when it comes to finding out who did what, knowing you know where people are, getting help and getting uh, criminals flushed out. Very important that information sharing. You know, a good example would be if we're getting plagued with a. Uh, you know, a certain part of the city with, with car break-ins, we can easily reach out across, you know, North Little Rock, for example. Hey, have y'all seen this spike? Yeah, we have. Have y'all gotten any particular information? Maybe they've got a car. Then we can start going back and looking through things. And it can help put things together that uh, benefits mutually both cities. Wow. Did not did not know that, Tino. You I, again, like I said, I mean, I, I, I knew Chief was <laughs> I had to was, catch him uh, off guard. No, you get, like I said, I, I knew Chief was, a, was, a, was already like a – well-known person, but like I said, I didn't know he had the, those type of relationships with those people, those other chiefs and, you know, heads of departments for everybody around us, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think that's a huge part of it um, from, a, from a perspective now that, you know, communications has come into mm-hmm. the, to, to the fold when it, when it comes to the agencies. We all have to communicate. We all have to make sure that when those trusting people, members of the media uh, reach out to us, I want to make sure that we – are communicating with other guys and other agencies so that uh, we're all in the know about what's going on. So, Chief, man, thanks for coming in. No, I appreciate y'all. I mean, this is a great opportunity. I think this is a great thing, uh, something that I think we're the first in, in yeah. the state to, to branch out into the podcast world. And uh, I think it's a, a, a wonderful opportunity for, you know, the, those who, who – listen to, to what we've got going on here at the Little Rock Police Department mm-hmm. and how we continue to evolve as an organization and and all the great things that we do. I mean, there, there's more to us than what sometimes you read in the media or things that uh, we're doing a lot of great things yeah. and uh, we're starting to see the fruits of our labor. And I think uh, we're going to continue to make a lot of great progress. I definitely appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming in, uh, uh, Chief. We'll get out here. You want to say some parting words before you leave, or do you just? No, I, you know, I, I, as a, as somebody who's born and raised here, I, I do like, uh, you know, you know what I do. I'm very blessed that uh, Mayor Scott gave me this opportunity. Uh, you know, something I didn't share on the front end. So I can remember when I went to recruit school back in June of '96. You know, first day at academy, you, you, you're in that room and mm-hmm. you're kind of all stressed out. And Chief Caldell, who was the chief at the time, came in and 
we were in around the room and you kind of got to introduce yourself. And he's like, you know, what, what do you, what do you hope to accomplish here where you're at the Little Rock Police Department? I can remember, you know, just today, <laughs> like it was brand, just sitting here in this, this room, you know, I want to be a chief one day. And I can remember my classmates laughing. Of course, they Laugh? have to look at them now. Hey, see me now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, just to, to be humbled, you know, to get the opportunity to lead this organization, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed uh, to have that opportunity. I take it very seriously. Uh, I care about uh, the men and women that work here. I care about our city. And so it's just uh, – and I think we're on the brink of doing some really good stuff. There's no secret we've had some challenges, but I really think the city's on the brink of some good things. Uh, the organization is. So I, I think the sky's the limit right now for us. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Chief, thanks for stopping by. Of course, we're definitely going to have you on some future shows. Yeah, definitely. Squeeze definitely. some time in. Appreciate you coming by. Tino, as yeah. always, my, my my ride and die partner. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's – that's it. So with that note, we'll uh, we'll put a, a cap on this show and uh, see you guys next time.